Welcome to Rooted. This term, we're going to use the Rooted podcast to follow along with the daily Rooted emails you receive in your email inbox. We will look at one passage together each week and think a bit more deeply about the ways that God might be speaking to us in this season. So we just encourage you to join in with us through that and to take this time to stop and reflect on what God might be saying to you. Hi, my name's Claire. Um, I'm married to Stu and I'm a sports therapist and recently qualified as a nutritional therapist. I've been studying for the last four years, so it's, um, it's great to finally be finished and have a bit more free time. So my husband and I are just um, back from a campervan trip just to celebrate. Uh, we went down the Mull of Kintyre, which was really beautiful and such a blessing and a, a final escape before I go back to work on Tuesday. I've obviously not been able to work through COVID, um, as as a lot of people will um, be in the same boat as well. So it's uh, it was nice to escape one last time. Um, so we're looking at the Gospel of John, chapter sixteen, verse sixteen to chapter nineteen, verse sixteen, um, which is basically the passage of scripture where Jesus is um, betrayed by Judas and then arrested and then his trial before Pilate, and then eventually sentenced to death. Um, But I want to focus on a part that happens just before he's arrested, where he's talking to his disciples, his friends, and he's trying to warn them. Um, He obviously knows what's about to happen, so he's, he's warning them that they're about to experience grief and loss. So if I read um, this part of the scripture to you, it's um, I'm reading from the New Living Translation and it's uh, John 16 and we'll start at chapter uh, at verse 16. And the title is Sadness Will Be Turned to Joy. In a little while you won't see me anymore, but a little while after that you will see me again. Some of the disciples asked each other, what does he mean when he says, in a little while you won't see me? but then you will see me and I'm going to the Father. And what does he mean by a little while? We don't understand. Jesus realized they wanted to ask about it. So he said, are you asking yourselves what I meant? I said in a little while, you won't see me, but a little while after that, you will see me again. I tell you the truth. You will weep and mourn over what is going to happen to me, but the world will rejoice. You will grieve, but your grief will suddenly turn to wonderful joy. It will be like a woman suffering the pains of labor. When her child is born, her anguish gives way to joy because she has brought a new baby into the world. So you have sorrow now, but I will see you again. Then you will rejoice and no one can rob you of that joy. And I'll jump to verse 33. I have told you all these things so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows. But take heart, because I have overcome the world. So this um, this scripture is uh, was actually quite a, a personal one to me last year, and it was one I really sort of hung on to. Um, Twenty nineteen was was a real season of loss um, for me. I um, I lost my dad at the start of the year. He'd had cancer for about four or five years, but just before the Christmas of 2018, we heard that he had six weeks to live and he died in the, in the January of 2019. Um, and then a few months later, we lost our cat, which, uh, which hit us really hard as well, actually. And then um, the period between October to December, I lost four friends, quite unexpected, actually, all of them, um, which, which was really difficult. Um, 
And I know that, you know, loss is, is, is a painful thing and something that's universal. And I think, you know, everybody can empathize with, um, I think for a lot of people, um, 2020 has been a real season of loss and grief, you know, has been, been a big part of their, their story this year, particularly through COVID-19. Um, you know, people have lost loved ones and been deprived of the chance to be with them um, in their last moments and, you know, days on this earth and to give them the funeral that they have wanted to give. Um, and that's something, you know, I'm so grateful for that we got a chance to be with my dad and, you know, we had a really amazing six weeks with him and we were all with him when he died. And, you know, we gave him an amazing funeral that, you know, was such a celebration of his life. And there was over, I think, 300 people there or something. And it, I think that's one of the saddest things for me that's happened this year is people have had to say goodbye to their loved ones without having any of that. Um, and I know one of my friends who died last year, her, her parents were just so overwhelmed with grief that they felt that they didn't want to have a funeral for for just it was just for the family and you know nobody can judge anyone for that it's um you know understandable but i found it really hard you know not being able to to go to her funeral and not being able to say goodbye in, in that way so I, I can understand the difficulty that some people have had to face this year um, but I think, you know, grief has come in, in a lot of different ways this year for people, loss of, you know, seeing friends and family and sort of social networks that people have relied on. And, you know, for, for school and school kids and uni um, students, you know, having the, the, the loss of not being able to graduate or, you know, attend different ceremonies that are so important, um, you know, at this time of life. Um and I think at these times, um, you know, when people are grieving and suffering, the, the power of the Christian message is so is so powerful, you know. Um, and it's something I really noticed at the Christian funerals that I went to last year. That this that, that, that they're so full of hope um, that you know this is not the end. That we will um, see these people again, and you know the peace that that can offer is is incredible. Um, and I think what this scripture is reminding us of is that none of these things are a surprise to Jesus. You know, he knew that COVID-19 was about to happen. He knew that my dad was going to die and he knew that my friends were going to die. And I think even today he, he tries to warn us um, like he did with his disciples. I know um, my own story with my dad and some friends um, sp speaks of that. You know, my dad... I remember when I heard, you know, we only had six weeks with him. I was in the kitchen and my husband gave me a hug and we have a, a, a picture on the wall with um, Ecclesiastes scripture in it. And we've had it there for years and I, I kind of stopped noticing it. And suddenly I was, I looked up and it was like it was highlighted, this one one line of the scripture that there is a time for death, you know, and it really hit me and I, all of a sudden I was filled with this peace that this actually was God's timing for my dad. And um, and so I actually didn't pray for healing for my dad. I, I just I prayed that his end would be good and that we would have, you know, the, the time with him and everything. And um, 
And I really did have that peace, which was an incredible gift. And then my friend, one of my friends who died, um, she wasn't a Christian actually. And I had been really, you know, praying for her and I was really worried about her, her end and her, her death. And, um, I knew that, you know, she was dying and the morning that she died, I, I woke up at four o'clock in the morning and I really felt God was asking me to pray for her. And, um, he led me to this really beautiful scripture in Isaiah, which is Isaiah 35. And it was the people God has ransomed will come back on this road. They'll sing as they make their way home to Zion, unfading halos of joy encircling their heads, welcomed home with gifts of joy and gladness as all sorrows and sighs scurry into the night. And I just, it, it was the biggest gift because I just knew that God was telling me he was bringing her home and she, she was going to be with Jesus. And um, and about, I think it was 10 o'clock that morning, I got a text to say she had actually passed away. Um, so I, I really believe that Jesus still, um, you know, he, he's obviously trying to tell us what's about to come, but he's also giving us this incredible gift of peace. Um, he says in his word, I've told you all this, that you may have peace in me. Um, God loves us, you know, so much and he hates that we have to suffer. Um, and he, he wants to say, you know, it's okay. I've got this. I've already overcome whatever you're facing. Um, and that doesn't take away the pain of suffering, but he offers this incredible gift of peace and joy and, and the hope that, you know, we will see these people again. And, um, and I think the challenge for me in this is whenever we do face trouble um, of any kind, not just death, but struggles, you know, do, do we let it consume us and overwhelm us? Or do we turn to God and accept this amazing gift of peace that he offers? Um, and secondly, are we sharing this hope and peace that only, you know, can only be found in Jesus? Are we sharing it with those around us? Um, because he so desperately wants us all to receive this peace. Um, you know, I can't imagine what it's like to lose somebody and not have that peace that, you know, we will see them again or they're with Jesus and, you know, all will be well and our, um, so yeah, I think let's, um, that's, that's the challenge for me. Um, so let me pray. Thank you, Jesus, that you have overcome the world and that by your power and grace, we can overcome any struggle that we face. Lord, I pray for anyone who is experiencing sorrow or grief of any kind, that you will fill them with your supernatural peace. I pray you will give us courage and boldness to share this amazing gift of hope and peace and joy that can only be found in you, Jesus. I pray that you give us courage to share it with those in our lives who don't yet know you, Jesus. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.